Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, listeners. Today, we have on the fabulous Kirsty McGrath, and she is the founder of On Point Solutions, and she has her consulting business in Australia, and they focus on cloud technology and rethinking approaches to business innovation and collaboration and communication and productivity and all that good stuff. Kirsty is just, she is so bubbly and bright and wonderful. She's a three-time Microsoft MVP. She brings so much to the table of having founded user groups and running user groups uh, for the local areas that she lives in. And we talk about her tech background and working tech and how to keep work-life balance and all of that good stuff. And I could talk to her for days. So she's a delight to speak with. And just, again, such a joyful, positive person. So I hope you enjoy our conversation. Cheers, everybody. Hey, everybody. Here we are again for another Maven's Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to our world. And here we have a beautiful light, Kirsty McGraw. Hello. Coming to you from down under. Yay. I am. I am. Sydney down under. Beautiful sunny day today. That's so great. not a day to be sort of sitting inside, but we'll get there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I've got a beautiful sunny day here in LA, and I know we're in the middle of winter for us up here, and you're in summer, so we've got a lot of people who are like, ah, but, <laughs> but that's okay. That's it. Yeah. Exactly. Bring the sun on. Yes, absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's so great to see you and chat with you. And it's so nice. I I love seeing there's your MVP behind us here. I know. Three of them now. We're hopefully kicking into the fourth very soon. Oh, that's so awesome. Three years. So and all in in the office area. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Office, um, office is the main space. I sit sort of in adoption side of things, the end user side of things. I'm not on the tech dev side. Um, you know, what a lot of MVPs are globally, of course, sit more in the tech dev side. So being in the change side was a was a bit of a new space for Microsoft a couple of years ago as a focus. Yeah, I agree. I mean, that's that was the end user adoption for me was what I ran around the world on too. So definitely, so yeah. like like you myself, like uh, I think of Daryl. Webster, I feel, yep. you know, there's like an uh, Erica, there's like a bunch of folks that. That's like, it. And some yeah. with sort of specialty in certain areas. Yeah. And, you know, we've got one or two now that are sort of building across the change space and uh, across ANZ, which is, which is good to see because there's sort of not yeah. many of us really globally. Right. No, oh, that's super cool. So, yeah, and you own your beautiful own business as well. I do. On Point Solutions. Yeah. Yes. On Point Solutions. And uh, 11 years old? Yeah, it's actually been, it's been a while. Originally, it started as a PowerPoint company, point on point. So Uh there you go, back in the the day when I was working with Microsoft, I kicked off a PowerPoint company and I was doing sort of PowerPoint sort of on the side and and helping people out inside uh, inside Microsoft. And it kind of went from there. And I haven't ever changed the name. I just worked. Yeah, no, absolutely. I met a bunch of PowerPoint MVPs and they're some of the fiercest people I've ever met. They love PowerPoint yeah. so much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of MVP summits ago. That was hilarious. Yeah. Super cool. Wow. So was it building building decks for people or teaching them how to use it? It was because you, you're a trainer, right? As well. So. Yeah. It was a bit of both because I used to be an executive assistant. So I was a PAE8 for 14 years. I was a temp. So for me, using tech, I had to be extremely flexible and adaptable because I walk in and out of organizations. Right. All up the 
coast, you know, sort of Australia with the work that I did. So I wasn't afraid of technology and I kind of had become that sort of change champ and, and I was building PowerPoint presentations for senior leaders all the time. So it became a real skill set and then people would always come and ask me and then it kind of went from there and just got snowballed bigger and bigger. I was like, my mute button was on for a second. I was like, wait a minute. Um, that's super cool. <laughs> yeah, I love, you know, it's funny that like, it's still Microsoft is like land of PowerPoint, you know, like just to. Well, I think so many organizations are, there's still so much sort of death by PowerPoint out yeah, there. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it was, it was, it was the very first topic I ever taught publicly as well. Oh, wow. It was a dreadful day. <laughs> I was so bad at it. <laughs> I was just like a oh, book. I don't know what I'm doing here. And you told me years ago that I would be on a stage speaking in front of you know hundreds of people. I would right. have laughed you out of town. You know, it's such a it can be such a learned skill. You know, yeah. the journey, and as got older and a bit more confident too. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, speaking of like you know getting comfortable and learning, you know, speaking and all that kind of stuff, because you you are you know a beautiful speaker, give trainings, all that kind of stuff. So let's go would you wind it back to to where yeah you're welcome absolutely wind it back to like where where so I know you're from Australia yes originally so where are you from in Australia tell everybody kind of that story Uh, see I'm a Queensland girl North Queensland Uh, where I (laughs) <laughs> yeah hey yeah you're right okay got it got it got it got it you know, that's a bit of a saying up there in north queensland so sunny north queensland country yeah. girl um moved i've sort of been up and down the the um uh, east coast of australia okay. spent i was born in a small country town i moved to townsville spent most of my life in townsville awesome. i met my husband there we moved oh. to melbourne um then after a couple of years moved to sydney and i've been in sydney now about 16 years i think okay. it was okay. here that i you know had divorced him and became single mum of small children and right. uh, you know that kind of journey so you know, that's sort of some of my origins of moving up and down the coast uh, and sort of getting to know a bit of Australia. But I actually used to be in tourism, so I got to know the coast really well because I had to drive it literally all of Queensland, four weeks out of six on the road, meeting people and talking and being in sales and literally cold calling, door knocking um, in tourism. So, yeah, it kind of helped, I suppose, with some of my confidence because there's nothing like getting getting a shutdown or heckled (laughs) or... You know, it's just like I learned to not take it personally because I knew it wasn't about me. It was about the fact that I just knocked on their door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, that does get it to you. I worked in retail when I was when I, growing up. And so, yeah, it was like I oh, figured, yeah. figured out that I could get commission you know, yeah. from selling ladies dresses. And so like you were learn pretty quickly of being like, hi, how are you? Would you like, blah, blah, blah. oh, you look beautiful That's and pink. <laughs> I know. The, the journey that you often have in career is never really straight in that whole, you do mm-hmm. jump several different kind of careers to land maybe on what you're passionate about. Yeah. I was in real estate. I was, as I said, temp PAO for, you know, for 14 years because I mean, I had small children. So right. for me, it was just work that I could get around my kids. And I just decided to become a temp. And I was really, really good at it, pretty much yeah. employed full time. Um, but um, yeah, I got to the point with doing that. And when I was at Microsoft, I was actually a, a temp PA to sort of oh. start with. Okay. Um, and moved over into the marketing team. So I was a, I was actually in the entertainment device division, okay. uh, which was all things retail back then. So I was okay. kind of a bit of naming misnomer, sort of mm-hmm. like Xbox and keyboard and 
windows and all right. sorts of stuff. And so I became a marketing um, exec and then became program manager, project manager before I kind of had left there because I was on contract and you couldn't stay very long yeah, at Microsoft yeah, yeah. back right. when it was a contract. So, yeah. Um, yeah, did the move out into industry. And that's when I kind of went, what am I going to do? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, um, um, there was a trainer at uh, Microsoft, uh, Jeanette, and wonderful, helped me to get into kind of the industry and she'd been the trainer inside at Microsoft and I'd had a bit of interest in that space. And But I didn't want to travel all over Sydney. I'm going, oh, it's all just too hard. Right. Next minute I'm in a career literally now travelling all over Australia instead. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but my kids are all grown, so it gives me it gives me that bit of flexibility and freedom because I mean I've got a daughter, she's twenty five. I'm a grandmother. I call myself a glamma. I was going to say, uh, yeah, like what? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah glamma. Yeah. three, and I've got identical oh. twin boys, and they've just turned twenty two. So you know, it's wow. given me a bit more freedom in business now that they're that bit older. But it was tough when they were younger. You know, yeah. it's not. It's not easy to work and business and single mum and do it, yeah. you know, on your own. And, you know, it's only you that you can rely on ultimately. And I was yeah. the only yeah. income earner. Um, so, you know, you you either, for me, it was like living a life of no excuses kind of yeah. thing because you've got to do. It was uh, um, always tomorrow is a new day because, right. you know what, we have sometimes some really crappy days uh, and I think the what I had learned was sometimes we can have bad things happen in a day and even a couple of things bad in a week, but it doesn't make it a bad week because it was an awful lot of really cool stuff that went with it. Yeah. So trying to be really positive, you know, when you've got so much going on. Yeah. Makes such a difference. So, um, you know, and, and then taking that into business, look, you know, it's not easy doing your own business. Yeah. Um, it comes with it. I'm like, yep. Yeah, yeah, that's it. You know, you know, being in the service side of things, it's kind of bang or bust. You've either have never got enough people or you don't have, you know, or you've got too many. Um, there's not enough work or there's too much work or, yeah. you know, it's this sort of bang or bust cycle in that space of consultancy that can be a real killer sometimes, yeah. especially in days of like now with pandemic. Yeah, I mean, you and I were talking about this before, we mm. got on the podcast, we were doing a little catch up and yeah, I mean, it's like talking to people. I, I took a, a big um, podcast hiatus. I usually do that anyways. This is third season, right? And so I usually kind of at the end of November over the holidays, um, but I had a bunch, it was odd because I, I did a bunch before everything and then sort of like I did a bunch after and I haven't done you know, I haven't recorded anything since November, right? And like yeah. kind of through that, still a lot has changed. And we're back at kind of the beginning, a year of like when everything started. And I mean, you, I too, like uh, all of the travel, all the workshops, all the training, all the stuff I was doing just went. Poof. And we were talking yeah. about that and how you've like gone through that in our, it's this revel, like. Yeah, it is one yeah. it's cyclical anyway, when we see maturity mm. of products in industry, it often will up and down and you sort of go with the flow. But, yeah. you know, change and training is usually the very first thing to go when times are yeah. tough. Right. And, uh, you know, you're running workshops or your face-to-face training or those sorts of things. Um, you know, an organisation that was rolling out Microsoft Teams of where you're on really big projects, instead of taking, 
you know, three, six months, a year, or even two years to roll out something with yeah. a ton of change and training, they had to roll it out overnight because right. staff had to had to be there on it immediately. So then it was mm. kind of online um, workshopping or 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 training, but it would right be with a lot of people um and then it would just be sort of recordings to try and get everyone else over the line so then there was a bit there but it certainly certainly made a real change you know across this space without yeah. without a doubt uh, you know training is usually the always always historically and you look at all the research in the white papers it's the first to get struck off a budget when yeah. times go lean and if there are, yeah. if people are getting laid off then you know that's that they're not going to be putting money into training when they're desperately trying to keep staff Right. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it, it's one of those things that did, that has gone and did go and it's, and it's changed a bit, I think. Well, I mean, you were rolling out, but you were rolling out teams a lot though too. Yeah. Yeah. I had a ton of programs rolling out teams. Um, but I mean, I do, I do, I suppose we saw the cycle of rolling out three, six, five for right. quite a few years and there was still some of that going on. Um, but, and they've also gone to that really hard and fast as well, because they've needed to try and take documentation online instead of on servers and VPN and all sorts of things. So, you know, we're seeing a bit of a shift. I think it'll come back around again in, they've done it, but they're going to go, oh my God, now it's a mess. People are just chatting and they're doing it for meetings, but no, no idea how to actually use this tech. So we're starting to see this year, those calls starting to come in going, we kind of roll it out, but we don't know what we're doing. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Or they rolled it out and kind of let it go. It's kind of like the old SharePoint days when it was like everybody like just had, they could make a team site. Right. And like everybody had them and then everybody was like, and then it's just a mess. And they don't yeah governance. How about some metadata? How about some like, yeah, even just channels dealing with that. Yeah. Yeah. I found that too. Wow. Yeah, so that'll all come back around. That realization is starting to kick in. I'm starting to get some of those calls and emails and quotes coming in this year, and um, so you know it will change. But I mean, I've been also very focused on sort of my MVP um, community help over the last uh, year, really, because you know I sit in the um, Facebook for education kind of because mm-hmm. teachers. You know, they've been so stressed out all over the globe. And when you're under that much pressure, it's very hard to learn. So it's just easier to ask a question. So, yeah, kind of answer the same question just again and again with a screenshot. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Mm-hmm. That's it. So on forums and helping a lot of a lot of friends and colleagues in industry and just getting on calls because they're going, I just don't know how to do this. And I've got a deadline and I'm freaking out. And uh, yeah. so there's a lot of a lot of free work, but I suppose that's just the nature of the beast. You know, yeah. I've always been a helper. Mm-hmm. Um so whatever, uh, you know, I'm not going to be charging. And even yeah. funny, I do cake decorating as a hobby because when I want to shut my head down from all the forums yeah. and things like that, I get in and I, I'll, I'll make cakes. And um, so, yeah, on, if you ever have a look on Instagram, it's, yeah, yeah. it's actually called MVP underscore decorating. Yes, I've seen it. And it's, I was going to ask you about it because it's like, I was like, you can you can decorate a cake. Okay. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I know. I tell you what, you should have seen the disaster that was my cake yesterday that I had to fix in a very short period of time. Um, you know, be yeah, posting some stuff, but I do that because it, um, uh, you know, I'm always so head down in technical stuff right? and reading and forum. And I just needed something to pull me out that I had 
fun. It was my, it's my hobby. Yeah. Uh, I also do jigsaw puzzles because that's all about the mindfulness and the meditative side as mm-hmm. well. Yep. Um, and cake decorating can be very much the meditative side, sure. depending on what you're doing, because you're sitting yeah. there and kind of doing minute detail or right. building right. a flower that takes two hours and it's hundreds of tiny little petals, you know, just. Yep. Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> so, um, you know, I do tend to do that so that I've got another, I've got an outlet that's not just work. Cause I mean, sometimes I'll be doing hundred hour weeks um, and you need something to go, I need to stop. So, and people will ask me, you know, well, I make, I don't do it for profit. I, I just make it for friends. It's just for equipment. I don't sell, you know, I don't have commercial kitchens and all that. Yeah. It's expensive. So oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it's my it's kind of my um, my fun thing that and I give a lot of the cakes away. I give a lot of them to um, hospitals. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, my grandson had gone through uh, chemotherapy, very sick with tumors and stuff. So I would be taking a lot of cakes up to um, the oncology ward to all the nurses that at two and three in the morning yeah. they um, um, enjoy the cakes. You know, a bit sure. of energy. So you yeah. know, I always tend to give a lot of them away. Just do it for fun. Mm, that's you have such a shiny bright positive spirit I I work hard at it yeah you know I think you do I think you have to um I'm lucky that I'm phenomenally resilient um yeah. I've gone through some really um intense challenges mm-hmm. in in my world and I've had to learn to be very resilient and um and draw on the people that are positive yeah and try and not bring the negative into my world uh it, and i mean that's not saying there's not negative because yeah. it's just it, that's part of life you know life gets in the way of life is mm-hmm. what i say yeah um, it really yeah, does yeah, as quick as you're on a journey to something something will just go boof, blow it up um you know i was supposed to go to the mvp summit when it was on two years ago right. and my the day i was flying out was the day of my grandson's tumor operation can it i needed to be there for family family mm-hmm. was first yeah um so you know i'm a firm believer in my family is is you know very much everything for me and I may have a business and a successful business but that's not what's going to be there crying over my grave when I've actually you know and supporting my family and my children yeah, <laughs> so right. um, yeah. you know I try and I try and focus on the things that really matter yeah without a doubt yeah that's, that's awesome yeah you so the cake I love the cake decorating I think it's it's interesting that people have found were you doing that before the pandemic Yes, yes, I was. Um, I actually started when I was fairly young. Um, uh, My dad was in Rotary and I I suppose I get a lot of what I do from that. He was uh, he was president for many years and has Paul Harris Fellowship and all Mm. sorts of stuff. And Mm -hmm. um, tragically, he's got an acquired brain injury now. But, um, you know, these sorts of things. Uh, kind of shaped my world in terms of some of the giving he was you know very giving very social mm-hmm. and uh, I did a, a course that was fundraising yeah. and the money that we gave and I learned some cake decorating but I really got stuck into it about oh, seven six seven years ago okay but hardcore yeah <laughs> hardcore really the last three years I've got really hard I mean I did what 20 cakes I think it was last year and wow. um something like that yeah that's super fun good for yeah. you that's so cool and I love it you give them you give them away that's that's really neat yeah I might 
my mom had a phase of cake decorating, but it didn't, it, you know, it didn't stick. It was just for a bit. But I remember a really beautiful ladybug cake that I always really loved. So, yeah, yeah. those things. Yeah, I, I spent a lot. I spent a lot of money on that hobby. <laughs> <laughs> I love coming hey. over to the US because it gives me lots of tools. And, oh, sure, um, sure. You know, but I, I apply a lot of that, that same um my business world, I kind of apply also to my caking world mm-hmm. and my caking world to my business world of sure. calm, staying calm. I mean, if you saw the cake yesterday, it was, I had decorated, I got it already. I'd done a sugar sheet wrap and I'd done hours and hours and hours. And I came out yesterday and the whole thing was melted to the table. <laughs> and I just oh, looked no. at it at 6.30 yesterday morning going, wow. oh, wow, how do I turn that around? And you know what I did? I went into the forum online and went, okay, advice support what do we do um, and then just methodically worked my way back through it to to make you know a cake that you know ended up being you know quite quite stunning so um you know when you you, you might even see a picture there you go oh wow so gives you a bit of an idea yeah so for me okay. when I look at my world and my business world when things are feeling really overwhelming mm-hmm. I just break it down into the smaller parts and just yeah. get methodical. Yep. Um, and, you know, you've got a process around it. I go get a support and advice. I go, you know, yeah. all those yeah. same things and trying to stay really calm under pressure. And I work really well under pressure. In fact, it can be a bit of a fault because sometimes you can put things off. Yeah, but when I'm under pressure, that's when I, I slam out, you know, both work and personal um, and I don't, cause I'm not thinking about it because I'm yeah, a bit of a perfection, a shocking perfectionist. Mm. Um, so that can get me caught. I can get a little caught on it. Right. Yeah. Um, thanks mum. You know, <laughs> she's, <laughs> and she'll tell you, my mum's a psychologist. I've been very blessed to have my mum. She's, um, she's a, she is my rock. She's my yeah. world. She, um, she's my bookkeeper for my business. Oh, wow. She's yeah. Look, so my mum gets to see everything I spend. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it can be a blessing and a curse. Right. Um, um, but she's an amazing bookkeeper and, and with being a psychologist and done some phenomenal stuff, you know, sure. she's helped me through an awful lot. And, um, uh, you know, between between that and my parents, they uh, they really kind of helped me, helped me an awful lot to to stay focused on the things that are real. Yeah. Um, right. And to, to ask also that question, was that about me or actually was that about you, mm-hmm. Do you know? <laughs> Uh, yes, I do. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, because the hard part is we sometimes punish ourselves for other people's poor behaviour mm-hmm. um, and we have to learn to take ownership of what's ours and let them take ownership of theirs. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. I I got a book, um, gosh, it must be now a year and a half ago. It was called um, Codependent No More. Oh, uh, yes, yes. And uh, great book. And I ended up getting the journal for it. And, you know, I think, I don't know, the, getting into sort of like personality stuff and like, oh, when you're, when you're, you know, um, uh, giving bad behavior the go, you know, like yes. you're, you're, you're yeah. you know, and, and I, and I, we, we do that, right. Depending, you know, and it's like, you get into that, that Emma, is it the narcissist versus the codependent and all that stuff? And I think you change yeah. depending where you are in your life and yeah. you attract certain people and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But I think that's super important. It's like keeping, keeping yourself grounded and then yes. also like not encouraging or, you know, enabling bad behavior. Right. Yes. And, yes, and, and, and having other people in your life that are like, excuse me, 
no, no, yes. you know, <laughs> I really stop yes. doing that. But yes. I, I read that journal every day still. You know, yeah, yeah. For me, you know, I um, uh, very much learned around kind of the triangle of, you know, are you sitting in the victim persecutor or yeah. the um, victim persecutor or the, or the? Oh, I remember the third one in a minute. I know, I, um, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, victim persecutor or savior. That's savior. It. I was like, the there we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah see, so you can get caught in that yeah. triangle. And mm-hmm. the moment I stopped doing that, kind of with friends and with my children in you know particular, because I mean I've got yeah. adults, then that really changed the nature of my relationship yeah. and gave me a strength. And the same in business as well. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you know, to to strive forward because I mean, with the with those and understanding the books, I think probably a book that was a um uh, one that really stuck with me in a big game changer was a book by a lady by the name of um, Dina McMillan, Australian psychologist, and mm. it's called But He Says He Loves Me. Oh, and it's actually okay. about manipulation and how uh, people can really, uh, you know, in relationships and what does it mean, same sort of thing. And back in the day, because I was in a phenomenally, phenomenally toxic um, marriage. And so, you know, there's so many things that can kind of define you and then yeah, give you a yeah. bit of a wake up call. And I suppose that's that's one of the books that gave me a massive, massive wake up call. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's those sorts of things in our world that can, you know, what are those defining moments? Yeah. And um, that was a that was a really big one for me mm-hmm. is to get to understand some of those, you know, how you can draw in certain people to your world and 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 remove certain people from oh, your world. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the truth? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you feel like this this time? I keep, you know, some people call it the great pause. Some people call it the great, you know, reconciliation. The great, you know, the whatever upheaval, all of that. Like, do you find like revelations that you've had throughout this? us being in this pandemic for yourself that really have come to late that have like really shifted how you think about yeah it really there has there's been there's been a lot um I suppose my hardest part is I get energized by being around people um even when it wasn't the pandemic for me I would just go and sit in a food court Mm -hmm. to do my work because just having the bustle of people around me would put me in a happy place um I I enjoyed the noise and and I could focus really hard and I would just tune everything out but I enjoyed kind of that noise around me so to go from that to sitting at home, locked in, not going anywhere, not driving, not talking to anyone for potentially days on end, and then no end inside was really tough for me. I kind of, we went into lockdown around May and it Mm. hit around about July, August, and we come kind of back out of lockdown. I went and saw my sister-in-law who's, she's got um, a psych degree, a nursing degree and a education degree so she's got a degree coming out of here and I sat down with her burst into tears and then kind of went I didn't want to go home I had to go to the vet to pick something up and I just drove to her place and went I can't go home I actually can't go home Um, and that was a real defining moment for me where we talked it out for a couple of hours and and learning uh, uh, my biggest uh, lesson I suppose over the many many years would be learning to sit with an emotion Mm. if you're distressed that's okay sit with it yeah. You know, if you if you need to be in tears, be in tears, but know that on the other side of it, you're going to be okay. Yeah, um, yeah. And nothing will be, ever be as bad as some of the years that I've actually gone through. I am okay and telling myself I am okay. So if I was angry, it was okay to be angry. It was okay to say why I was angry. It was okay to sit in that emotion and then go, 
now I can move on. (laughs) So those are the sorts of things as a learning curve that I had learned prior to the pandemic. So I had forgotten it a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because you're so kind of steeped in, uh, you know, for a yeah. little while um, and learning to enjoy my own company. And that's kind of when I suppose I did more on the cake, decorating and giving right. it away right. and giving to people, did a lot more jigsaw puzzles. All of a sudden, i got so many jigsaw puzzles now, yeah. it's not funny. <laughs> 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 Became Love another it. bit of addiction. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, if from a work perspective, it was, you know, what do I create? What do I put out there? What energy do I want to, you know, give out? Um, I was spending a lot more time with family. And I mean, I was I, through the pandemic as well. My grandson was going through chemotherapy, so he could literally right. be in his mum's unit or he could be in my house. That was it. Mm. So we had to really go into lockdown because right. we had to keep him safe. Yep. Because if he had got something like this, it could literally mean his life. Mm. Um, and so I had to keep us all safe. So I was right. I spent a lot of time playing with my grandson, who's just yeah. delightful, and yeah. he was sleeping over and giving my daughter a break wherever I could. But he was right. spending a lot of time in hospital, which I couldn't visit. So yeah, yeah. Um, because yeah. of the pandemic. But yeah, look, you know, so I think that you just reevaluate your world and go, I'm okay. I have a lot of money sitting there in the bank to be able to draw on, to be able to support me. Like a lot of other people, I was very privileged and I'm very conscious of that privilege um, that if I wanted to do the things to support family, I could, and I could just stop and rest for a while, you know, after working phenomenally long hours in a business for a very long time Um, and getting near burnout too. You know, I really was, I was near burnout that, it was okay. And I was also, I had a business coach, amazing business coach. She's the one who did the whole no excuses. Uh, you know, we live a life of no excuses. Yeah. Um, and so with that, it's like, well, what's stopping you? Is it fear? Is it, you know, is it laziness? Right. Is yeah. it, you know, those yeah. things and questioning what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I just decided I would actually rest. Uh, I took a month off, uh, a month or two, I think, off my user group. And I did my last one in December. I haven't kicked off yet. I, you oh. know, want to kick off and it may not be, you know, in March with so many conferences online. It's a yeah, tough yeah. one. Mm-hmm. Um, normally I kick off in February, but I've actually taken a little bit of break from all that pressure yeah. and and just in, enjoying where I am here and now at the moment and learning to enjoy it a little bit. I, you kind of go, I actually wouldn't mind retirement, but it's still a long way off. Yeah, 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 right. yeah. <laughs> I think we're kind of being forced into forced into that and spending time with family yeah. and enjoying the here and now mm. because there's so many that have been in such phenomenal uh phenomenally dreadful situations globally that I'm very thankful that I'm in a country that's very proactive we've got no cases apart from international travelers where we love our neighbors we've got an amazing um political system that's supporting um medical system that's supporting tracing system and and the fact that we're, you know, generally a compliant country and helping others mm-hmm. yeah. that um, I'm very thankful yeah. to be living in such a phenomenal country. I really, I really am very thankful because I couldn't do what I can do right now sure. if I didn't have all those things backing me up. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, it's uh, definitely a model, you know, for mm-hmm for what's going on right now. Yeah. It's, it's been, you, you mentioned, you know, user groups and that, and, uh, you know, I, like I was saying 
I think before we got on that, you know, I, I take a, a hiatus for the podcast, right. Or I, maybe I just said that I'm like, see, I'm like, oh. um, but <laughs> it's one of those where it's like, people haven't started up sort of things that they did, you know, or the, like the, and maybe I'll call it guilt, but maybe the guilt of yeah. like, I haven't done something or, you know, yes, I've always, yeah, yeah. always done this and I have yes. to do it. And I think we found that, you know, I don't you don't have, have to do everything, to. you know? That's it. Yes, right? it's, you don't like, have to. You wanted to. Do you still want to is always yeah. the question. And it's funny because with my business coach, when it came to my business at one point when I it was under the crunch and I was doing, you know, 100 hour or more weeks and sure. I was burning out and I and I was trying to have to learn to say no to people coming and I'm not great at saying no. I'm a bit of a yes person. Mm. Um, it was do you want that client, do they make you feel good, does it make your business better, um, do you, and all those things. Yeah. Um, and it was even the question of do you still want to do this business? Is right. it still the rewarding thing that you wanted? Is it, and I've had to reassess, and even the last year, I each month I stop and I ask myself that question. Um, and I think, yeah, I think you have to in life on, on most things, um, if we don't question it, then often, uh, and what I found is when I took control of my world, I didn't have other people leading my world for me. Um, I had that in work where my jobs just got changed on me and I just went, oh, okay, but that's not really what I, it's not the direction I really want to take or do, but I would right. just accept it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, it, it gave me some phenomenal skill sets in the long run because you kind of jumping around a bit right but it didn't help me in necessarily in some of my career paths without a doubt you know you could kind of take a lot longer to get there because you're not being decisive and you're not saying no and yeah so it leaves you on a on a bit of a journey that maybe you didn't want to go down and sometimes it doesn't make you feel great about yourself either because you go why am I a little bit stronger why aren't I yeah and then you know the flip side is you start to feel assertive and then as a female will often get called oh she's aggressive or she's being bitchy or she's you know you're saying no and yeah Mm -hmm. so you, you you get caught in between the two and you know tech tends to be a phenom- you know pretty male dominated world and it can get pretty tough yeah um and understanding what your journey and your path and and knowing what to brush off and what to stand up you know for yeah and just go, oh, that actually wasn't on you know I, I really didn't appreciate that <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely yeah. you have so many great insights uh like from thank you for sharing them first of all because it's you know it's like sometimes you even don't even realize that you have insights, you know what I mean? But it's like, this is how, this is my journey. This is what I've experienced. And then X. And I'm like, you sound like a person, you know, like who, who does the work too, or has done the work. Right. Yeah. Or yeah. You, both you, business and professional. Yeah, right. So, yeah. Pers- so um, personally and professionally, I should say, yeah. I'm short, yeah. as I say, I'm short, but I'm noisy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. You know, I'm five foot nothing. Hang on, I'll tear your ankle off. <laughs> yeah, right. It's, like, do not it's a leg hug, you know. Yeah, like is it, yeah, right. Oh my goodness, yeah. you are so fun. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, you gotta have some fun, and yeah. you know, you gotta you, you get heckled so much when you start doing training and you're on stage, and you gotta have a bit of a sense of humor. And, oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, um, you got to be able to put yourself out there, warts and all. Mm. Um, you know, and yeah, it's can be pretty nerve wracking, but yeah. Well, I think I mean we all I think crave and love authenticity. You know, yeah. And yeah. I I feel like I when I in my podcast and talking to people, I just I feel like a lot of 
I don't know. It, it may be because it happenstance, you know, sometimes I get somebody's recommended or I, I you know, who wants to be on or this or whatever. And it, I feel like I connect with people who have found that, you know, yeah. or, or worked on it or yeah. are really mindful about it, you know, about yeah. being authentic and that when yeah. they are not, we are not, that's when, yeah, that's you know, you go, yeah. you know what I mean? Or you don't get the thing or, or it doesn't happen because you've like, put ah, this is me. And it's like, not you. Right. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, if we're being down to it, I mean, I could put a facade on, but my mouth is probably too big for my yeah. facade. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty open and honest yeah. about my world. I very much believe in um you know doing the right thing because if I if I do what I think is morally and ethically right I can always stand on that you know I don't know I wouldn't call it a podium or a pedestal and go you know but I go I know that I've done right by the world and when if I this and don't say that I haven't done anything wrong I'm not saying that but you know we do but then you know sometimes we can really beat ourselves up but it may not be um, something that we can take ownership on either because we are on a life journey and we've just got to own it, own yeah. it and know that there isn't an excuse and yeah. to go, what, what can I do better and what was the trigger for me and yep. understanding and looking a bit deeper and, I mean, having so many psychologists in the family, they're very good at putting a mirror up in your yeah. face and go, oh, so why did you do that? What do you think actually, you know, was the trigger for you on that one? And um, And you just go, Ah, yeah, yeah, right. Oh my goodness, yeah, that's so yeah. funny. So, um, funny. so I, I'm, I am lucky to have that support and right. to keep me very grounded. And and my support network is just everything. And reach out. And when I, um, I've joined different groups to try and stay social and chat mm-hmm. and talk and meet new yeah. people. And caking yeah. was one of the ones to meet a whole heap of new people and communities and yeah find something that you can connect with others if you need yeah Yeah. if you're really lonely or you're caught or you get a good psychologist get some good communities around you look at what friends that you can build or draw on remove the negative increase the positive be around the people that you you emulate and you would like to and if they frighten you even better because you know they're the ones that you really want to go oh I want to do a little bit more like you talk to me how did you do that yeah ask the question yeah absolutely that's awesome great advice all around Messy. Yeah. Anyway, so good. maybe if it helps someone on the on the yeah. journey, and some mavers can do it better. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Oh, and so, I'm talking. We talk for like another like four hours. Um, I know, but we've got, totally, got a time limit. But I'm yeah. very thankful that um, you know yeah. you've allowed me to sort of talk about you know my journey. It kind of yeah. feels a little egotistical talking about me and my journey, but. No. Uh, everybody's um, but, got a story everybody yeah. and yours is unique and special and needs to be heard so yeah, yeah that's it well you know as I say we try not to leave anyone behind you know in yeah. my journey of adoption and yeah and that includes some um, amazing women out there that can know that you know they uh the ceiling is never really a ceiling go punch it yeah I, I'm with you 100 I'm asking my last question Ooh, I flipped okay phone. yeah go for so, it. um I got excited uh so <laughs> uh, we we've talked a bit about some of this already we just yeah. you know sparks and moments and you know times in your life when something happened and uh that really kind of moved you or you know what some something in your life that that really seats you in who you are today and you've talked about some but you have another one or one that really kind of is there for you that you want to share with our listeners um Oh, oh, look, there's there's so many, I suppose, uh, you know, moments that there's lots of little 
things that spark me off, yeah. I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a conglomerate of many things in terms of listening. Mm. Um, and it, it, really it's my mum, my mm. daughter, and, uh, you know, the women in my world. We, I come from a phenomenally strong family of women that have um, gone through some, some, you know, both wins and tragedies that I really look to the people around me and family is always there's one thing that's closest um you know I, I can look at I can look at the stranger or someone on the tv or the writer or the actor or the but to me it's the it's the strong women I have in my world yeah. that I want to be better for or I want to help show the way and um and making sure that I've got them around me um and that may even be my colleagues, you know, like yourself and, you know, what can yeah. we do? And uh, sometimes we've got to be very careful not to compare ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's some, you know, trap that I can sometimes fall into as well um, and know that I've got my own journey and yeah. all I can do is pick the things that I think are going to resonate and yeah. go from there. That, that's really my main advice when it comes to the who um, yeah. because I can't say it's just one moment sure. one person yeah mm. absolutely that's awesome thank you for sharing that with us yeah who, who, who you keep close you know absolutely it yeah. really it really is who you keep close with just without a doubt and um I um I wouldn't be the person I am at the moment considering some of the journey if I didn't have right. them to prop me up when I needed to and just that phone call yeah. um, to go. I, I you know, uh, uh, my sister-in-law who is an amazing woman who just goes, I'm a massive introvert and I've been locked in the house for weeks with COVID and if I'm climbing the walls, oh, my God, I can't imagine how you're feeling. And I'm just like <laughs> burst into tears and going, don't ask me how I am. Right, right. <laughs> you uh, know, it's, yeah. it's those people. It's the, it's the ones yeah. in the new world. Hold them close. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you yeah. so much for being yeah. on the show and sharing your story with us. I really thank you. That's well, okay. You're very welcome, Heather. And thank you. It's been wonderful to catch up. It's been a couple of yeah. years since we did the conference. And I know, I know. I was like, you know, I just, I miss my community so much. I get energized by you guys so much. Yeah. I found that really tough to not have that energy burning with me alongside yeah. me, the chats and the talks and the excitement and the spark and the, yeah. you know, so you guys make my world go round and yeah. you you guys give me some of the passion that I have and re-energize me so for that I'm always phenomenally thankful to the community that helped me learn so uh, without a doubt absolutely well and big big hearts back at you on that one for sure yeah, for see red yeah we got our red time we got a red red today thank you so uh, much so thank you Heather and um, I look forward to seeing next steps on Maven yeah, absolutely. For sure. For sure. Okay. All right. Yay. Well, everybody, that has been another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. Here is to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. Thanks, everybody. And thanks, Christy. Thank you. Bye, Alrighty. everyone. Bye. Bye. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.